Good evening, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Colin, the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ. And this is Dan Spade. He's one of our elders. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to head over to our website at www.churchvictoria.com. This is our Wednesday evening conversation through the law and the prophets where we open up the Old Testament, we move through the narrative and the text, and we see how it impacts us today as the church and how it how that text connects to Jesus. Um, if you're listening Listening to this on the Heart and Heads podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and you have the bell turned on so you get notified every time we upload a video. And if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share. That really helps us out. And make sure to comment down below. Um, if this ministry has blessed you or you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, I want, want to encourage you to head over to that website. At the top of the page, we have a donate button that uh, take, will take you to PayPal, and you can partner with us as we seek to teach and preach the gospel. Uh, we're going to pray and get into the lesson. Again, church, thank you so much for joining us. Wow, it's awesome. Let's pray. Yep. We'll get started. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to be here. Thank you for the for the text that we're going to be dealing with today. And Father, we pray your blessings upon all that will hear us and all that will listen to, to the things that we're going to talk about. We pray your blessings upon all of them and all of our audience. Father, bless us and our families. And thank you for the opportunities that we have to study your word together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're still in the book of Leviticus. We're going to be in uh, Leviticus 18 today. Uh, last episode, we looked at Leviticus 17 and, and the significance, the importance of the blood. Mm -hmm. And so I just remind our listeners where we're, where we're going with this. So the book of Leviticus is all about getting back into the presence of God yeah. and staying in the presence, right? <laughs> getting yeah. into the presence of God, communing with God, getting to that point. Because remember, <clears throat> at the beginning of Leviticus, God is dealing with, with Moses and Aaron outside the tent. That's right. And, and not until the book of Numbers will he, they be with him inside. Well, technically, the covenant is restored Leviticus 9. Mm, but, yeah. that, but that's what Leviticus is all about. Yeah. It's all about getting back into that presence. Mm -hmm. So there's very little narrative in the book of Leviticus. There's very little story there, that we yeah, grab onto. Any. Very, it's hardly any. Yeah. Right. And so what, what we see is Leviticus has great impact. It's very important to the wider story in the first five books of the Bible, yeah. right? It's very, very important because essentially what happened at the beginning in Genesis, we were created in the presence of mm -hmm. God and then we were thrown out of yep. the presence of yep. God. So Leviticus is a linchpin because it's how do we get into this presence, right? How do we get back into his presence? And what's been revealed and what we looked at last time is it's going to take blood. Yeah. It's going to yep. take blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's going to have to be death because of sin. There's going to have to be Something has death. to die. Something has to Something die. Something has to die. And so we're, that is revealed to us. He even here. sets a day that we talked about, a day of atonement. That's right. And it was specifically killing this, 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 and this to offer, to offer atonement for sin. They did it every year. That's right. And, the, and then the New Testament says Jesus is our, uh, our atoning sacrifice. That's right. He is the, the sacrifice that was given up for our atonement to make, to make sin remove remove sin so leviticus is all about this leviticus is all about the very very important subject of getting into the presence of god but then now we're on the other side of that day of atonement mm -hmm. now that we're in the presence of god now that we're in communion in relationship with god how do we stay there yeah and now we're talking about holiness yeah being set aside being devoted to god and what yeah, does that and, look and like? remember they've been they're still at the mountain that's right they're, they're still, still not traveling yet 
Yeah. They're only about three, four months into this thing, five months right. maybe into this thing. That, so they're still there. Yep. They won't start traveling yet. Well, and that's and that's that's important. Yeah, absolutely, that's an important, important detail. Leviticus is the only book in the in the first five books of the Bible, in the books of Moses. It's the only book that happens wholly and exclusively at Mount Sinai. Yeah, it's the only one. Exodus ends there. Numbers at Numbers chapter eleven, they leave Mount Sinai. Yeah, yeah. but Leviticus is wholly there. Yeah, why? Because it's it's helping us understand this is how you enter back into this, the presence. and this is how you how you stay pure. Yeah. If you're going to be in a covenant relationship, you got to stay pure. We, I talked about, you know, and this is going to come out a couple of weeks after this, but, you know, on our Wednesday night class, we talked about repentance because that's what Paul told Agrippa about yeah. repentance. You need to repent. That's what I've been telling people. But you have to, you have to, you have to conduct your life deeds in, in honor of repentance. You have to mm -hmm. like repentance. And we went, we went back to the book of Luke and talked about John the Baptist. That, and, he, and John the Baptist says, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. That's right. You know, and so we have the same responsibility. If we're going to repent, if we're going to come to God, turn to God, turn away from the sin, then we have to be strive to be holy. That means that we mean we need to adapt and adopt the same principles, maybe not in the same way, but the same principles that He told them here, and that's what we're going to look at here. Did He did He cover this stuff in the New Testament for us? Yeah, and He does, and He does, and He does. Yeah, the people don't like it. They don't like it, but he does. If you're going to take advantage of God's grace, yep. the expectation, when you take advantage of that grace, when you grab onto yeah. his grace. And let's, let me explain, because sometimes that we may have people that don't really comprehend all these phrases. If you're going to come to God to be saved by him, if you're going to do the things that God says to do to be saved, not saying a prayer, but actually being obedient, turning away from the past, being baptized to Christ, living faithfully, then, obeying the gospel. Obeying the gospel. Then you have a responsibility to live a new kind of lifestyle. Yep. That's what he's talking about. Yep. If you're gonna if you're gonna latch onto this grace, then that's living a new style kind of lifestyle. That's Can't right. live like you did before. That's right. Can't. And and Leviticus and there's some of the things in the New Testament we're gonna look at help us to say, okay, I can't do these things anymore. The world may say they're okay, right? But God says no. And that's an important distinction because you know, I've, I've heard people talk about, as we get into Leviticus 18, as we look through Leviticus 19, we're going to start seeing what God considers holy acts, right? Holy holy laws mm -hmm. and profane acts. Yeah. So God's going to start defining for these people who have entered into this contract with him, what holiness and profane looks like. What and, holiness and evil, what good and evil looks and like. And it's the same for us. We enter into a contract with him. That's right. If we accept what he has to offer is salvation, then payment that our responsibility is, this is what is required of me. Can't just live my life kind of hum humming along down the street. I have, uh, there's some responsibilities I have. Right, I can't live for myself anymore. No. I can't no. just decide, well, I like this, I'm gonna do this. If you've mm -hmm. obeyed the gospel, if you've, if you've latched onto God, you've said, well, you're my God and my King. So. He gets to dictate those things to me. Yeah. And that's what these chapters are all about. Yeah. These yeah. chapters within the... And we will look at some New Testament stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go into some New Testament with, stuff. With, Well, and the question is, when we look in Leviticus, what comes across the bridge, right? Because this doesn't, this covenant is not about, it. it is not to us, it's for us, yeah. right? And so there are parts of this that are going to translate across the bridge, well, that are going to translate if across you look the at, covenant. If you look at Romans chapter 15, mm-hmm. And verse 4 says, everything written in the past is written for our learning. Right. Through the encouragement and comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. Right. So it gives us 
we see what's written here. We connect it to what's written there. And we say, okay, now I understand what God, these people are going to, are going to be set out on a journey that's going to take them almost 40 years, 40 years. And they're going to, they're going to encounter all kinds of deviant garbage behavior yeah. in the, in the people that they're going to come in contact with. And God said, this is acceptable lifestyle. This is not. Correct. You can decide which one you want to be a part of. So let's get into it. Okay. Let's get because we're All dancing right. around it. Let's yeah. let's just get All into it. Leviticus chapter eighteen, verse one. The Lord said to Moses, and then this is a feature. I just want to point this out. It's a feature of the book. All of Leviticus is really dialogue from the Lord to, to Moses. Moses to either the people, the nation, or the priests. Yeah. And that's how this. That's how the entire book pretty yeah. much unfolds. Yeah. So the Lord said to Moses, "Speak to the Israelites and say to them, I am the Lord your God." Right. Yeah. So I am commanding you as the Lord, your God, this is what you do. You or what you not do in this case, you must not do as they do in Egypt where you used to live. And you must not do as they do in the land of Canaan, where I am bringing you. Do not follow their practices. I want to stop right here. You know, these people already have a, a visual mindset of what lifestyle should look like. Our society today is training our children to have a visual mindset of what life should look like. And if it's going to, if it's going to be the life you want them to see and to entertain, then it, parents, it's up to you to teach them the right way and not right. let some knucklehead somewhere teach them something that's deviant and off base and, and ungodly. Well, and you know, that's, I mean, that in and of itself is a, is a, that I mean is such a difficult job because if you so I'll, I'll explain how we do this at my house because what you're saying is right it's up to parents to filter what children see and, and let me just let me explain something to you my children do not have access to the internet mm -hmm. they do not have phones okay they don't have computers they don't have access to any of that my son is nine years old okay mm -hmm. does not have a phone he will not have a phone until he can pay for one himself why? Because I don't want him. I've got to control his access mm -hmm. to these things. Why? Because I'm afraid of the information. No, we deal with the information all the time. Mm -hmm. We've sat down and talked to my children. We've sat down and talked with our kids about, you know, hey, why is this man dressed up as a woman? What's going on here? Is that okay? We've talked about this stuff. We've looked at this stuff. Mm -hmm. The world wants to convince your kids that all of this is normal, happy, and good. Yeah. And it leads. And it looks like that here. It, yeah. For these people who are, 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 you know, brought out and like really on an island by themselves, it looks like this is what life looks like because right. they just came from Egypt. They're going to Canaan. It's going to be the same place. It's going to be same the same thing. thing. Same it's, thing. The stuff they do in Egypt and the stuff they do in Canaan and newsflash, folks, the stuff we do right here in USA, That's, 21st century, yeah. is all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. All the same. And so yeah. it's our duty, as you were saying, as yeah. parents to, to filter that. Absolutely. God right. says, do not follow their practices. You must obey my laws and be careful to keep follow my decrees. I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and laws for the person who obeys them will live by them. I am the Lord. I'm, I'm going to stop again. We're, we're never going to get through this. It's going to take us a month. <laughs> the, the, the point here is, is I think this is really important. You must obey my laws. God's laws today are, uh, I don't know what the right terminology is, but the world uh, does, not, does not recognize, honor, or connect to. A law that that they that they would look at and say that's God's law. Sure, they do not. 
And, and, we and shouldn't, that's... here's the thing. We shouldn't expect them to. The world itself, and this and this is, you know, when Disney popped off. You're right. We're we're never getting through this chapter. Um, <laughs> when, uh, when Disney popped off, I remember a year ago, maybe two years ago, somewhere in there, Disney all of a sudden decided to go all in on transgenderism lgbtq issues all that all that stuff right they, they went all in on it and they said this is what we're going to do i had canceled my disney plus subscription long before that because i had already seen them going in that direction i had already seen that they were putting stuff in like muppet babies for kids and 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 agenda political agenda stuff stuff that as christians we look at and we go no we can't participate in that we can't do that right but i didn't get upset at disney i didn't get mad i just said well okay they're going and, and oh well, why? Because Disney's of the world. Yeah. Paul tells us, right? I, I mean, think of our our the language of of Christ's grace. What did Christ do for us? He redeemed us. Mm -hmm. That means he took us out of something. He bought us yeah. back, mm -hmm. brought us back. Well, where were we? In the lost world. in darkness. In the world. Lost yeah. in the kingdom of darkness. Now it's I talk about it all the time. You can't sell your soul. You can't sell your soul to the devil because you can't sell him something he already owns. Yeah. If you're in the world, if you haven't obeyed the gospel, guess what? Devil already owns your soul. He already owns you. Yeah. He already got you. Yeah. There you ain't you ain't ducking and jiving the devil. No. He you're his thing. He's got you. You're yeah. in his court. Yeah. Colossians chapter one, verse 14. He transferred us out of the kingdom of darkness, yeah. which means you were in that kingdom yeah. of darkness. Yep. And the one that rules in that kingdom is Satan. So I don't expect Disney. I don't expect Netflix. I don't expect Amazon. I don't expect any of these worldly corporations or companies to come along with God because they're already, they're lost. Mm -hmm. They are run by people for the most part who are lost in well, a kingdom of darkness. And it was the same way when Jesus, Jesus didn't go after Rome. No. Paul didn't go after Rome. No. They went after people. <laughs> That's exactly what we're, we're called to do, to go after people. You're not going to save the world. No. We're going to save individuals in the world. You know, you're not going to save the world. You know, the world's not going to get saved. That's God's job. That's God's job anyway. God's yeah. already doing it. In yeah. fact, God's already done it. Yeah. He's already offered Christ. Christ has already been offered on the cross. Redemption is already available. Yeah. His yeah. kingdom is already growing. We should not expect those lost in darkness, those enslaved to sin, and those and those people who run these companies to agree with us on our Christian lifestyle and our Christian choices on God's reign. They do not agree. They buck him. Yeah. Right. This isn't, this is really interesting. And so we're going to, we're going to look at something in verse five here. We're never getting through this dude. Uh, <laughs> verse five, keep my decrees and laws for the person who obeys them will live by them. Now this is a loaded statement. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is not, this is not true. Okay. And this is something we we're going to, it's true, but it's not true. Mm -hmm. So when you read this, right. The, the person who reads this and they, when they heard this and when they read this, they thought, ah, so here's life. I have to obey these laws to live. Mm -hmm. The New Testament tells us with Paul, he says, if you're going to keep part of the law, you got to make sure to obey every part all, of it. All of it. What they were supposed to learn from this. And in Ezekiel, it actually says, God says, I gave you laws that you couldn't keep. I did this intentionally. Mm -hmm. This statement is supposed to help us understand I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Everything in this book is supposed to help us understand we're going to fall short here. Yeah. The standard is perfection. God's standard is perfection. That's what this statement says. And what these people should already know mm -hmm. is they failed that standard. Yeah. What we should take away from this is we ought to try to do this. We ought to try to keep his laws. We ought to try to keep his decrees. But what I'm going to have to depend on is mercy and grace. Remember, he's speaking to a people 
who've already broken covenant. Yeah. They've already made the golden calf. They didn't make it four months. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't make uh, four months. They didn't make it 10 days. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You know, you're Moses right. goes up on that mountain and they're immediately like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Make a golden calf. Let's just, <laughs> let's party around the golden calf. You, you see know? what their whole mindset was like and where they come from. Right. They've been indoctrinated for 400 years. They've been indoctrinated. It's easy for us to read this statement and go, see, I got to keep, I got to do, I, I've got to. Can't, can't. We can't take this statement out of its context. Mm. Paul says that the law was written as a tutor to, to teach, bring us to Christ. To the Torah, the word Torah, which is these first five books of the Bible, means instruction. Yeah. It was to teach us that we needed Christ. Think of think of the Day of Atonement. What is the Day of Atonement all about? Forgiving sin. Well, what is sin? Violation of God's law. <laughs> They're not gonna do this. And it says, and it says that Jesus was our Day of Atonement. Jesus right. is our atoning sacrifice. That's right. So you know, it, it all points to that. You know, it, all of it. All of it points to that. This. All points. Oh, you God. can't do this. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't and, and try. And every prophet, you know, on Friday night, we're studying the book of Isaiah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just picking out things from different sure. chapters. I'm not going, you know, we've set the premise of when he, when he was the prophet, who he, what was going on. And, and we're in chapter nine and chapter nine is completely full of, uh, I've got a plan and here he comes. Yeah. He's a boy. He's going to be, yeah. he's a boy, yeah. you know, and, and I'm going, wow, man. Yeah. If you don't study it in, in that way, yeah. you never see some of that stuff. The, you know, the amount of prophecy and the amount of promises and the amount of things that were it's being told. Hey, it was everywhere. When when Paul looks at Agrippa and says, he says, all the prophets talked about it. But you know that. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. You know, they just didn't think Jesus was the guy. Well, and, and, I, and I'll push back a little bit on that last statement. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. On that last statement, push back a little bit. We get into this habit of saying they missed him. Mm -hmm. They didn't miss nothing. <laughs> They didn't miss nothing. They weren't confused. Yeah, you're. I know, I know, and I and I understand. I understand. And it's easy to think that, like, why why would you stand against that? Jesus says it. Jesus says it. I can't remember if it's John eight or John ten, but he looks at the Pharisees of that day and he says, "And remember, the Pharisees were like the holy guys. They were yeah. like the ooh, the big religious yeah. elite. Yeah. They were super yeah. good." He looks at them and says, "You're not children of Abraham. You're children of Satan." Yeah. yeah. Because if you were children of Abraham, you would rejoice. Yeah. At today. Yeah. And you would rejoice at my coming, but you don't. And they knew. They knew. What is he? I mean, think of what the unforgivable sin was. The unforgivable sin was they see the Spirit of God working and casting out these demons, and they go, That's not God. They know it's God. That's not God. That's the enemy. That's the devil. Yeah. And and Jesus goes, Okay, so here's the thing, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. blasphemy of the Son, blasphemy of the Father, that that can be forgiven. But blasphemy of the Spirit. Is not going to be forgiven. What's blasphemy of the spirit? I know the spirit of God is working. I know that's God, but I'm going to be against it anyway. That's that's what that is. There's that's a, what that is. In in that vein, there's a lot of things out there that God's going to look at and say, "I can't forgive this." Anyway, we need to move on. Yes, we get okay. trapped in every verse, and we'll never get through this. So so what follows from verse six? The laws and decrees he's going to give them right mm -hmm. is hey. It's all really about sexual relations. That's yeah. what it's about, yeah. right? So no one is to approach any close relative to have sexual relations. I am the Lord. Do not dishonor your father by having sexual relations with your mother. She is your mother. Do not have relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with your father's wife. Uh, that would dishonor your father. Do not have sexual relations with your sister, either your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she was born in the same home or elsewhere. Do not have sexual relations with your son's, son's daughter or your daughter's daughter. That would dishonor you. Do not have, you know, as we go through this, I'm thinking back to Genesis. 
What do you see all throughout Genesis? Them doing these things. Yeah. I mean, Judah and Tamar. Yeah. I'm. It, what is that? Genesis 36, I yeah. think, in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Judah and Tamar. Well, uh, Reuben and his father, J- uh, Jacob, going up to his father's couch. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Jacob marries Leah, marries Rachel, marries Belha, marries Zilk. I mean, he's marrying everybody, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they, they are, like, I, I imagine when God's saying these things, these people are thinking back mm-hmm. to those people going up. Yeesh, yeesh. Like, like. Uh, aren't those all our patriarchs well, why, who did this? Stuff? Why would he have to tell them this if it was not something that they might even think about doing? Yeah, well, he told them it because they were doing it. <laughs> because the Egypt and Canaan, and they're all this is what it. they're doing. This and is this, is the, this, doing. Is the, yeah. this is the whole, I mean, uh, anyway, this is unbelievable. So do not have sexual relations with your father's sister. She is your father's close relative. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister. because uh, Stop having sex with each other in the family. That's yeah. what all yeah. of this is, yeah. right? All of this is you do not have sex one with another within your immediate family. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then it keeps going, right? Mm-hmm. So let's come down here to uh, verse uh, 17. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter. Do not have sexual relations with her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter. They are close relatives. That is wickedness. Do not take your wife's sister as a rival and have sexual relations with her. I'm looking at you, Jacob. Probably yeah. shouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Do not do not approach a woman to have sexual relations uh, during the uncleanliness of her monthly period. Do not have sexual relations with your neighbor's wife and defile yourself with her. Do not. So that's that would be adultery, right? Don't do mm-hmm. that. Do not give any of your children to be sacrificed <clears throat> to Molech. Oh, there's the abortion. Yeah. So let's break that down for a second. And we've talked about this quite a bit, yeah. but I have I have consistently said that the abortion argument in the 21st century United States is the exact same thing as giving your infant in the fires to Molech. Why? Why? Well, the ancient practice of giving your child to Molech in the fire, this was a, a obviously a, a pagan god, and they would practice this in the land of Canaan. And the whole point was for prosperity. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point, right? I'm going to sacrifice this one child in the fires of Molech. So Molech will bless me and bless my family and give me all the things that I need, the food, the crops, the everything else. Let's go think about what the modern 21st that's, century that's argument what, for abortion is. That's what exactly what Ahaz, the, the king of Judah, did. He, he, he went after the practices of the people around him because God didn't show up when he thought God should. So he went after, and and that's what they were doing. They I were, want this. I want it now, and I'm going to get it. However and I, I need and to. I, you know, think about that's Hezekiah's father. Hezekiah's a good king. Think about it. Hezekiah. And I told my friend at class. I said, I said, you understand that Hezekiah may have seen his father throw his brother or sister into the fire. That's horrible, man. That's horrible. And and that's exactly what these people were doing. What we're doing today. That's absolutely true. Go go watch the Oscars. Go watch the Grammys. Go watch these actresses. Get on national television and say, I wouldn't be here today and have this Oscar if I hadn't butchered my baby. What? Yeah. What? And understand, I look, I get it. They're not going to use that terminology. They're not going to say it just no, like that. But no. They're going to say, I wouldn't be here today holding this Oscar if I hadn't had an abortion. And if you look at what they advocate for abortion, they advocate, Dan, they're advocating for partial birth abortion. If you're not aware of what partial birth abortion is, let me, let me explain it to you, okay? Now, I was a paramedic. I was paramedic for years. So let me explain it to you from a medical ass point. Partial birth abortion is when the babies, the babies, when they are born, when they are delivered, their head comes out of the canal first, okay? Mm-hmm. The head comes out. Partial birth abortion is when the head comes out, right? 
They stab the head with a needle, piercing the brain and immediately killing the infant. That's partial birth abortion. Explain to me how that's a good thing. Explain to me how that's not murder. Well, they're even advocating now. Hadn't passed yet. Had They're even, even talking now. I've heard some people, the fanatics are talking about post-birth abortion. Yeah. That means after they're born. Yeah. That they can abort after they're born up to a certain amount of time. It's absolutely appalling and disgusting. And they're it's doing murder. It, it's it is murder. And they're doing it for the same reasons that that God is saying here, don't do that. Don't do that. You know what's funny? God tells Abraham in Genesis uh chapter 15 or 17. I cannot it's 15. It's 15. I'm gonna bring your descendants into the mm -hmm. land. Yeah. And he tells him why he doesn't do it immediately. He says, because the sin of the Amorites is not yet complete. What was the sin of the Amorites again? Oh, yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, all this stuff, all of it. Wait, what are we doing today? God is letting letting the Amorites completely get consumed because he knows they're not going to turn around. Well, I, I'd like to point out that when you do these things, when you live this way, God's judgment comes. That's what we see over and over and over again. Judgment came on the Amorites. Why? Because they were doing these things. They were sacrificing their children to Molech. They were living in these illicit sexual relationships. They were doing happen? these things. What's going to happen to this country when, when its sin is complete? Look, and I'll be real clear here because you can find all sorts of teachings on YouTube. So I want to be very, very clear. I am not saying by any means that God has spoken a special word to me or no, that I'm, no. I, I'm hearing this from God. I'm merely reading his word and I'm pointing out the similarities here. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm doing. I, I'm not by any means saying that God's going to judge the United States here on no. this date. or That's not what I'm saying. What I'm pointing out is cultures tend to not stick around when they start behaving this way. Yeah. God starts judging nations very quickly when they start acting this way. Now, very quickly is a relative term oh, for yeah, an eternal God. God. Yeah, it could be, so, could be another 50, 100, well, 150 years. Don't know, who knows? God, the administration of the nations is God's purview. The, the organization, the reigning over, the ruling of the nations is God's job. Not my job. Yeah. So what I'm pointing out is as a people, when we start seeing a lot of these things, and this is what this is what Israel looked like yep. before yep. Assyria took them over. This is what Judah looked like before Babylon took them over. This is what the Amorites all looked like before Israel took them over. Mm -hmm. That's a pattern that's interesting. And God tells them, don't become like them. Don't be like them. You gotta be separated from them. There comes a point. That's that, what a Christian has to be. That's right. Christian has to be. You can't call yourself a Christian Absolutely. and do this kind of stuff. It's that 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 that, that connection doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. God's gonna and and when we get down a couple more verses, then we'll then we're gonna and you know we're already gonna run out of time. Man. But you know we we have so many scriptures in the New Testament to talk about. Yeah. The, the things that he said, but you know we need to move on here. Well, this is look. At the end of the day, these laws are laid out so that they don't behave this way. This is yeah. the way they're behaving everywhere else. Yeah. God's expectation for his people is to for uh, is for them to come out of that. Now, as we've already said, we're not going to do that perfectly. And we're no. very thankful that we have Christ, yeah. that we have that grace, Absolutely. that we have that forgiveness. I'm very grateful. Because without his dying and shedding his blood, we have no forgiveness. That's right. Yeah. And so this is part of this is to teach the people like, hey, this stuff isn't good. This stuff is mm -hmm. bad. Yeah. And when you mess up, you're going to need me. Yeah. You're going to need me to help you. Yep. You're going to need me to, 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 to be involved in your life. And what's the beauty is he loves us. Yeah. He loves his creation. Right. That's why Jesus went to the cross because he loved us. That's right. 
You know, he wants no to better help love us. has a man that he gives up his life for his friends. You know, gives, God God gave him himself up so That's that right. we could have a chance. What we should what we should see when we're reading through all this stuff, and there's more. Like we're just dealing with one part of it right now, mm-hmm. but as we're moving through this stuff, what we should start seeing is the complete and utter depravity of man. Just how far we have gone just how far our cultures have gone just what it means to be enslaved to sin that we 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 are so blinded that we have no idea what's good and bad anymore and it's going to take god to help us get us out of well you wonder how far it could go you know i mean how far did the sin of the amorite go how far how far did it get before god said enough it's done it was so bad that think think about it think about jericho for a second all those people know Rahab, the, the prostitute, remember her? Yeah. All those people know. That's what she says. We That's don't the, know. And that, for folks, when they when they get through this 40-year journey, the first place they're going to come to is Jericho on the other side of the Jordan. And that's what he's talking about. And that's the first place they're going to go. And Rahab is a prostitute that's going to befriend the spies coming in. She's the only one. The only one. She only one out of Even that. Even her, she saves her family yeah. because she asks for their, for, their, for their well-being. But the whole city is going to be destroyed. You have an entire city of people. And she says, we know of you. We've heard about you and we are crumbling in fear because of you. And she's the only one that says, you know, I'm scared of these people. I'm scared of their God. I better give it up. Yeah. I better give up wickedness. I better give up evil. And I you know, better give up all that and repent and, and fo- try and to be with these you know where you people. find her? In you find her in the seed line of Christ. Yeah. As part of the physical seed line of Christ. That's where you find her. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how God can take you, pluck she, you. She's a biological descendant of Jesus Christ. Yes. The human side of Jesus the Christ. The human side yeah. of Jesus yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. Biological descendant. Biological descendant. Absolutely. Unreal. I'm a, unbelievable. She's, she's like the great, great. She's not great. a Jew. No. She's a Canaanite. No. She's a Canaanite. God's already said, go wipe all these people out. <laughs> yeah. Go kill unless, them all. Unless they come to me on my terms. Well, but he didn't even. But, but he didn't even that say that. Was, that was later. That was understood. That's what I'm pointing out. Yeah. That's it was understood. Yeah. It's like Jonah. Yeah. Jonah before Nineveh. Look, we're not going to get into it, and it's okay. Well, next episode we're going to well, jump we're into get, it. Yeah, we, we didn't purposely stop at verse 22, but verse 22 is going to take us a while. There, th- that's right. So, but think about Jonah for a second. God says to Jonah, right, go to Nineveh and tell him I'm going to destroy him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't tell Jonah go to Jen- Nineveh and tell him to repent. I'm going to destroy them. He tells Jonah. Go to Nineveh, I'm going to destroy him. And Jonah, who hates Nineveh, you would think he'd be skipping with joy to go to Nineveh, the city of Nineveh, <laughs> and tell so them I'm gonna, God's going to destroy not you. That's so not much. what he does. He gets on a boat and he, he goes the opposite direction. <laughs> he gets on a boat. He goes the opposite what direction. Was the implied inference? Because he understood. If I go tell them that and they repent, God will, let, will forgive them. Yeah. And I don't want them to do that. I yeah. want them to die. That, guys, you, I, I think that's a great... A great in for this class is if you're living in in this kind of debauchery lifestyle if you're living in a sinful lifestyle god will forgive you absolutely he 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 has always done that he forgave rahab he forgave the ninevites because after that fish swallows up jonah (laughs) and then spits him out on the shore jonah says well i guess i better go and Uh, do what i was told i I better do it and they do exactly (laughs) what he was afraid of they repent yeah. And he's he's and he gets all, upset about it. Oh, he gets mad. <laughs> I love the book of Jonah. It's <laughs> he gets mad. But you know, God, but the beauty of it is that God will forgive us. Yeah. That's amazing. No matter how bad we are, God will forgive us unless we've gone to that point where Jesus said can't come back from. You know, that, that's not where we are. Well, and and look, 
who who gets into that point and it's it's very important to make that distinction who gets who is who is in that realm that realm of unforgivable sin and let me and let me make it very very clear the only people capable of committing the unforgivable sin are christians so if you're not in the church, if you haven't repented, if you're not a Christian, you can't commit that sin. And if you are a Christian and you're terrified that you may have committed that sin, you haven't committed that sin. No. You're, so no. So just, no. just to clarify that, if yeah. you're out in the world, if you're out in the cold yeah. and you want to come in, yeah. come in. Yeah. Come in. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this class. And I pray, Father, that it's taught us that, uh, that we need to find ourselves coming out of this world. We need to come away from this world and come close to you. And we thank you so much, Father, that you have made it possible for us to do that. That through the blood of your son and through his death on the cross, we have access to you. We have access to a relationship with you. We have access to you calling us your sons and daughters. And we are so grateful. Thank you, Father, for that. We know that we're not perfect. We know that we're never going to be perfect. We know the only way we are perfect is because of you and because of your son. And we thank you for that as well. Bless us, Father, as we study. Bless us as we learn. Give us the courage, Father, to apply these things to our lives so that we can be the people that your sons died to make us. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.